0: Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Mills, And today we'll be tackling Season 6, Episode 10, The Visitor. The original air date for this episode was December 3rd, 1990. It was directed by William Garrity, and it was written by Brad Radnitz. Uh, this is his first of four episodes, including the series finale. Hmm. Uh, why don't we describe this episode in brief?
1: Uh, in this episode, MacGyver is investigating a strange couple who seems to maybe be scamming a local farm family,
0: or be aliens, or be aliens. We're not sure.
1: It's it's what you believe. I want to believe.
0: So we get into the alien part of it pretty quick, because yeah. maybe the first shot is it's this the UFO. first shot.
1: <laughs> and, and MacGyver's, uh, no, once again, I, we, we, we've been bringing
0: this up for the last couple episodes. The no Man just dies where the story has to take place. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like he's back in Minnesota. The kid's wearing a twins hat. Yeah. But he be could be f- anywhere. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. You can be a fan of the twins yeah. from somewhere else, but doubtful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Twins fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's driving along the, the the. He sees the lights. The car stars, stalls out, and as he exits, you know, we're seeing this glimpse of what looks like a UFO, but it's very fluid. Like yeah. it's not like a solid saucer. It's almost it's like, like a jellyfish. Exactly. Yeah. It's it actually it's a very cool looking effect. Yeah. Um, but it also it's so '90s. Like I really feel like very this 90s. is like an X Files episode. These yeah. are the same level of visual effects now that we would see in the
0: X Files yeah. early on, and yeah, it's a little, it's a little pre X Files, but still, yeah, on par with those effects.
1: Um, in fact, even the editing for a lot of these episodes now are seeming it's seeming like a very '90s style of editing when yeah. they, when they fade out and stuff like that. Um, so he he's of course totally like curious and shocked
0: about right. what he's seeing. Although it does seem like the only reason that he got out of the car was because it died. Yeah. It seems like otherwise he would have just driven away. Yeah, like, was that like, was weird.
1: Yeah. Well, you know.
0: I don't know why they had to kill the car. I think he would have pulled over out of curiosity.
1: Uh, well, I think. I, well, I think what the uh, what the attempt was to to make it seem that that the the saucer is what caused the car to die. Right. Right. But.
0: Uh, but it could have just as easily been like he tried to get back in his car at the end and it wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have believed yeah. it if he just pulled over because he was like, what the heck is that? Not yeah. like, oh, my car died. I guess I'll get out here. <laughs> um,
1: once he gets out of the car, there's another man on the road who's also kind of, like, stunned by what he sees. And goes, "And he's kind of like, are you seeing this too? Yeah. Um, uh, we. Or rec- am I having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> am I having a stroke? Um, we've actually had this actor before, Christopher Gaze. um for very briefly, yeah, he was the cabbie in the Holy Rose, right? And in, in literally one part where he just kind of turns around and asks where they want to go, yeah. Um, so I thought it was kind of a. Usually, when we get it like a returning actor, they've played some some kind of more significant role.
0: When it's a role this small, I usually feel like they just felt bad, like they got along on set and they were like, oh, "I wish we'd written a bigger part for you." Yeah, uh, and so.
1: MacGyver decides to go take a closer look. Yeah. Um, and as he approaches the the source of the light, uh, there's a uh, someone in, like, a crazy silver suit. It could be look, looking like a space suit, but it also looks like almost like a hazmat suit, but yeah. it's silver and shiny. But he's also just carrying a lamp. Yeah, he's
0: just <laughs> walking around with a floor lamp.
1: <laughs> it's one of those, like... Bowl-topped halogen lamps with the long neck base and the big flat base. It, look, it yeah. looks the same top and bottom. But basically.
0: he's using it like it's one of those um, like Q-tip paddles from the yeah. American Gladiator. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was like, is that just a lamp? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, he wails MacGyver with the lamp.
0: And it seems like MacGyver's reflexes are such that he should have been able to avoid Moltar's floor lamps. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But he doesn't. He takes it right in the face <laughs> and just knocks over. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he,
1: when he wakes up, uh, it's much later. The lights are gone. And, uh, and you know, there's just no sign of anything that, that's gone awry. He just wakes up in the field. Yeah. Uh, near his car, there's a, a small house because his car won't start. Yeah. And when he tries to go looking for help, uh, a small boy runs away from the bushes And MacGyver is really quick to catch him down. Right. Uh, But the kid was worried that MacGyver was an alien. See, the moment I saw this kid, I thought, this is it. This
0: This kid's the alien? This kid's the alien. Yeah. That's
1: why he's being super suspicious. Ah. Oh. I wouldn't have suspected him, so I immediately suspect him. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so he was worried MacGyver was the alien.
0: And, then, and the kid here, by the way, is Kai Eric Erickson, who played the little Amish kid who fell in a well yeah. with the girl in uh, The out- er, yeah, The Outsiders. Yeah, slightly more say, grown Is up. that the name of this episode? No, yeah. different.
1: Yeah, slightly more grown up. Uh, and uh, speaking a little bit more, with a little bit more diction.
0: Right, yeah. Uh, He's definitely taken an acting class in the, yeah. <laughs> the intervening years.
1: Yeah. Uh, MacGyver's hoping that he can take him somewhere where there's a phone, because the people who lived in this house have have abandoned it. No one knows right. where they've gone.
0: Yeah, um, they never really clear that up either.
1: No, it's a it's a red herring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a red herring. The 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 fact that these people left it might have more to do with they're talking about that the, the whole town's kind of like drying up, and that's or why. Or maybe the,
0: Mr. Wiley killed them. We don't know.
1: Yeah. Maybe. It's I don't like, want
0: to accuse him of anything, but he definitely did.
1: You know, he had the most benefit since he got to take care of the land once they left. Yeah. Um, the, uh, we'll get into it a little bit, but basically the town's kind of drying up, and the Phoenix reason MacGyver's there. I mean, so this kind of is in the situation where his car just died where the action was because he was there already doing, like, Yeah, he was research. coming to
0: town to, to test what, – what was he going to build? Uh, or he was, he was there for Phoenix Foundation to determine whether or not they could build. Yeah, uh, I know Hydro... Have... what? Oh, no,
1: it was geothermal.
0: Geothermal. Yeah, it was ge- okay. a
1: geothermal power plant. Okay. Which, because uh, uh, they mentioned that there's a hot springs nearby. Okay. So there's pretty much a lot of geothermal energy nearby.
0: That they could harness. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the harnessing potential from a geothermal spring in 1991 was. Well... Or 1990, it, I guess. It's one of
1: those things. I mean, geothermal energy isn't totally... It's... It's just one of those things. I think it's it's. I've it's, had
0: very little luck harnessing it myself.
1: <laughs> I think it's a feast or famine thing. Yeah. Like because you know I think these hot springs go through cycles and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And they might they might just stop working. You build a whole facility and the, and the hot spring might might move away. The the lava vein that's keeping yeah. it warmed up might shift. Uh, plus it's also just crazy to think that you're just you know you know there's a hot spring here. Because you're using this, lava. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: there's a hot spring here because there's a lava vein really close to the surface. Yeah. Um, no wonder none, none of our plants will grow here anymore. Uh,
1: so MacGyver asks if he can, if the boy uh, whose name is Tommy, can take him to his house so he can use the phone. But Tommy already just warns him right away that his dad is really mean, doesn't like outsiders and strangers, and yeah. and
0: he doesn't like the the previous episode that he appeared in. Yeah. <laughs> outsiders. Uh,
1: so, uh, you know, you're in for whatever I can't, I can basically, I can't help you with whatever my dad does.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and so immediately when we meet his father, uh, John Wiley, he's upset that the kid was out late and that he was at that old house. Uh, but he's still willing to let MacGyver use his phone. And then there's a weird moment where MacGyver is trying to use the phone and Tommy like is sitting, like is like standing in the shadows and he goes, MacGyver. MacGyver.
0: And guy looks over. But he doesn't say he anything. He doesn't say
1: anything. He just turns around and walks and away. And he wanders
0: into his mother's room. But <laughs> it's like, it almost seems like a cry for help my dad's beating me thing. Yeah. But it's not that. It's
1: not that at and all. And he's not
0: even trying to specify that, well, uh, what the, the plot will unfold on its own. But yeah. He, but it's not like he's trying to further the story. It's just a weird scene. Yeah.
1: Um, I was like, I want to know what he has to say.
0: But when they first show up at the house, we definitely get a feeling that this dad... Uh, Mr. Wiley, played by uh, Larry Musser, uh, mm-hmm. is not interested in having someone in his house. And, yeah. But he seems to know a mechanic that could work for MacGyver to fix the car. and right. Tells him he can use a phone. But so, uh, um, it's just uh, a weird scene.
1: Yeah. Um, and we hard cut from that phone call to the next day MacGyver's leaving his hotel room. Yeah. And he's immediately pre- jumped upon by Phil Sternwise. From Vortex Vacuums.
0: Yes, the guy who was standing outside with him watching the UFO land at the beginning.
1: Yeah. You know, he he gives him his card and uh, uh, he starts to question him about the lights that he saw and how MacGyver feels about UFO sightings and whether or not he believes. Yeah. He also tries to sell him a vacuum. Yeah. Uh, But uh, MacGyver
0: seems to indicate that he has no time to believe in UFOs. mm
1: -hmm. He's not convinced by the by the quote unquote evidence
0: right. that other people have.
1: So at The Mechanic,
0: um. And then Phil says a lot of reputable people have cited seeing yeah. UFOs, which <laughs> I don't know if that's the case either.
1: A lot of reputable people. Can you name some? Top men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, at The Mechanic, uh, who's also obsessed with aliens, right. is like kind of like telling them, oh, they're here. You know, they're, they're, they're all around. You know and what about all-
0: happened to your engine? I hear those UFOs give off radiation. It destroys anything electromagnetic. Mm-hmm. That's probably what happened to your car.
1: Um, and of course, MacGyver is like trying to convince him
0: that he's like, there's nothing wrong with that
1: generator. I put it in myself. Which. I didn't realize cars had generators. Well, I mean, I guess like maybe maybe after the 50s they replaced it with the alternator. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know enough about cars. I think
0: usually in alien movies, when a car is disabled by electromagnetics, mm. that it's the catalytic converter that goes wrong. Mm. But who and knows? How about the
1: solenoids? The solenoids or no, the world?
0: The solenoids, is that a, just, s- a species of alien?
1: <laughs> just, just replace the solenoids. Oh, okay. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't the solenoids have been broken? If, if you can just put new solenoids in, why did the old solenoids break? Like, <laughs> wouldn't the new ones also be broken by the same effect? Nope, nope. Uh God, that movie. Because
0: they were in a protective <laughs> chamber. Pl-
1: plastic coating on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, man, that movie the is... The one
0: thing they couldn't penetrate. Plastic. It keeps <laughs> out children and alien radiation.
1: Now MacGyver returns to the Abbott house and the field... Uh, in which the alien ship landed, right. to take some readings. And there's a large uh, circle of scorched earth along with uh, several like...
0: A bunch of hole punches all yeah. the way around the outside that are filled with basically like blackened ash of mm-hmm. of the dirt as though there were like rockets the whole way around the base of this yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. had just cooked to the dirt underneath the ship before it took off.
1: So uh, MacGyver uh, takes a couple of readings with his uh, Geiger counter and it's... Right. Off it's, the charts. Yeah,
0: buried the needle. We're close on this one. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it.
1: Well, he We're he doesn't very, very seem close. overly concerned with the level of radiation because he immediately picks it up. <laughs> right. So. But oh.
0: then, over his shoulder, suddenly, Mister Wiley's already there.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, Larry
0: Musser, who makes four appearances on the X Files over the course of the series. Really. Yeah. I didn't look. I His to various look him up. sheriff characters. Oh,
1: okay. I like that. Yeah. I like when people are, are are sheriffs. Sheriffs?
0: Sheriffs. That's right. <laughs> that's what they say.
1: I think that's the plural.
0: <laughs> you don't get the chance to pluralize sheriff very often. <laughs> There's usually just one of them. Uh,
1: uh, so, yeah, he's, he, uh, he shows up, John Wiley, and uh, he's demanding that uh, MacGyver leave the property. Right. And that's when the actual sheriff... Sheriff. (laughs) Sheriff. Shows up. One of the sheriff. Yes. Uh, uh, He, of course, recognizes MacGyver as – And
0: he's there just by coincidence. Mr. Wiley didn't call him. Total coincidence.
1: Um, And he recognizes MacGyver as the the quote-unquote Phoenix Foundation scientist. Yeah. Uh, But he asks what he's doing there. Right. And MacGyver just – he's very honest, of course. MacGyver always is. And the sheriff just, just is like, well, you know, don't do it again basically right. like he thinks what well, the sheriff i th- feel think, like wiley's overreacting but is in the right and macgyver is trespassing but hasn't done any harm right so it's just just don't do this anymore
0: yeah uh, ken Pogue, who's playing the sheriff here was also uh the vice president uh martin sheen's vice president in the dead zone oh okay and then he made an appearance on the tv show as a different character i think
1: okay I was gonna say, when you said martin sheen's vice president i'm thinking are you we talking west wing nope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who was that? Who was uh, the? I never, have seen, I've never seen an episode of The West Wing. I think it was Tim Matheson at the beginning of the show. Okay, he's cool. Yeah, he's great. Uh,
1: so uh, MacGyver heads back to his car. You know, everyone leaves kind of amicably, uh, but hiding inside his car is Tommy, very suspiciously. Yeah. Uh, good thing the sheriff didn't look in his car and see a child hidden in the back yep. seat. <laughs> uh, but uh, Tommy is saying that. Some people came to his house, and they've convinced his father to go with them to another planet.
0: Yeah, but it seems like the reason he's telling MacGyver this is because he doesn't believe them, and he's trying to protect his family. And yet, the first time he saw MacGyver, he thought MacGyver was an alien? Well... It's like, make up your mind, kid. Do you believe the story or not? I,
1: I, I, get the, I got the feeling that he did believe that they're they aliens. Then
0: why involve MacGyver and potentially risk his mother's miracle cure?
1: Well, I think because he just doesn't want to leave.
0: I guess. <laughs> you can take yeah, my parents. Leave please, me here. <laughs> don't take me to your to your, your paradise alien plant. paradise. Leave me here in Minnesota.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen paradise. All right, Minnesota's better. Not impressed. Uh, but yeah, as you said, they claim to be able to cure his mother's cancer, um, and then you know, of course MacGyver is already suspicious, and he says, "I bet it costs a lot of money to go with them." And Tommy says, "Yeah." Uh, so I was like, okay.
0: As I, I, we all know, aliens deal in American currency.
1: American currency or gold. Uh, but Tommy had followed them to their uh, trailer, which is not so subtle. Right. But it's, but it's but it's cool because it's one of those uh like like Airstream.
0: Right. Like the all, all metal all riveted metal outside. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Definitely getting one of those eventually.
1: Yeah. Uh, they make they make a lot of cool ones now, but I, I think they're really expensive.
0: They are. They're yeah. crazy expensive, but it's, that's going to be like my midlife crisis purchase. I'm going to mm-hmm. go get a nice airstream.
1: Uh, the MacGyver podcast, Phoenix Foundation podcast, brought to you
0: by, <laughs> <brought> to <laughs> by airstream RVs. <laughs> Feel free to send us a few as, as uh, samples.
1: Yeah, I think I think their I think their their motto is live riveted. Riveting. Because because of the rivets in yeah. their metal. Anyway, the aliens apparently are leaving tonight. Um, so MacGyver only has today to figure this whole thing out, and uh, he goes to check out their camper, and that's when he meets uh, Ray and Don Rigel. Right.
0: Mm. Dawn here is played by uh, Beth Toussaint, who yeah. is T- another the, – the second of, of two Linda Hamilton-looking women yeah. on the show. Yeah,
1: very Linda Hamilton. Yeah, uh,
0: even more so than, than uh, the actress portraying Deborah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ray Rigel is uh, Michael Ryan, yeah. who is also in a couple episodes of The X-Files. Um, he played Deegan in Black Corsage, one of the guys after The Map. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he also was Tom Rogan in Stephen King's It.
1: Oh. Huh. I don't remember. That, that has such an ensemble cast, I couldn't tell you which person that was. Yeah, but, I'm not sure either. Um, the, the Beth Tussain, or Toussaint or Toussaint? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, uh. I know her from uh, uh, Next Generation, of course. Like, I recognize sure, people yeah, from... Yeah. Every, every time I see someone oh, person was on Next Generation.
0: Almost everyone who's been on MacGyver has been on a Star Trek.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, she played uh, Ishara Yar, who is Tasha Yar's sister.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: Denise Crosby played Tasha Yar.
0: Right. Just for the first season, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, not even the whole Spoiler first season. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> don't don't get used to liking Tasha Yar. Although she... Don't worry, they won't. <laughs> Oh, Hey, okay. Side notes. Tasha, Yar aside. I did enjoy her moments, but I think the plot twist that involved her character later is amazing. Yeah. Um, with the Romulan empire and the time travel stuff.
0: Yeah. The alternate dimension stuff.
1: Yeah. That was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so I give her, I give her that. Sure. Uh, so, uh, as MacGyver, uh, you know, talks to these people and they, they realize, of course, the Rigels think that MacGyver is suspicious and they, they say that he's not a believer. Right. Um, so, they go back into their trailer, um, which you'd think they'd make sure he'd leave first rather than just hide in your trailer. And what are they just, like, peeking out the window waiting for him to leave? Yeah. It's like, I, would, I would have just stood there and said, can you please leave? Yeah. Um, I would have just, like, hidden in the trailer and, like where you can't see exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, at MacGyver's, like... So MacGyver has, like, a lab, but it's literally just, like, a, an abandoned kind yeah, of, like, Yeah, it's like shack.
0: someone's old garage. It's yeah. not clear where he's doing all this work.
1: you think the, the foundation would have set him up in a little bit better of a, uh, of a location. Yeah. Uh, but the sheriff comes to visit him.
0: How am I supposed to build a whole... Thermal electric plant, yeah, just build. like the equipment in this garden shed.
1: Well, he is MacGyver. Well, that's true. I, I, I think that MacGyver could build a geothermal power plant. he
0: needs more than a few shovels and a desk.
1: <laughs> well, I got this rake and this garden hose. It's going to be great.
0: Instead of doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm going to try and make a UFO. Small scale.
1: Yeah, so uh, he asked the sheriff to come by because uh, he found uh, contaminated soil. And also, uh, the chemicals that he found in the scorched earth is, has sign, residual signs of napalm.
0: Right. And. Uh, That's a lot of work to go into your scheme.
1: Oh, it's yeah. I mean, you get a. You gotta get a. Well, hold on. Maybe we should backtrack. I don't know. You wanted to just say? I no, mean,
0: aliens are scheming too. Yeah, they're scheming.
1: Uh, but uh, you know So MacGyver believes that they're con artists and that they used a flamethrower right. to, to scorch the earth, which is like wow, can you just get those? Yeah. Or did they build it? Um, Because, again, these people seem to have a knowledge of science and access to things like flamethrowers and contaminated soils and deco lamps. (laughs) I don't know. Where do you get one of those Pier 1 imports?
0: Yeah. But at the time, I don't know, Pier (laughs) 0? Imported from space. Yeah. It's definitely just from their production office, and they were like, does this Is this enough? If I just come out and clock him like I'm a pissed off Gort? And then they were like, no. <laughs> no, you should probably have like some kind of a futuristic weapon. Well, we don't have one of those.
1: We don't have one of those. We have this lamp. <laughs> it gets really hot when you turn it on.
0: It's like, no, I'm, I guarantee you they use this lamp because it didn't work anymore. <laughs> There's one floor lamp in the office that's broken. Let's yeah. throw it away. No, 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 no. That kind of looks like some kind of a combat tool. I don't know why... Why, as a part of their scheme, would they have a floor lamp out there by the UFO? It's like, taking up not, so much room in their trailer it, too. It's not providing any light. <laughs> Why did he have that in the middle of the field? I don't get it. Or was it? Did he think it was part of his costume as an alien? Yeah,
1: I it, think. It's, yeah. It's, uh, whatever. <laughs> MacGyver asks uh, if he could look into the Rigels and uh, to talk to the Wileys before they do anything drastic.
0: Uh, the sheriff tells them to stay away from the Wileys, basically. Right,
1: yeah. And and so MacGyver says, well, at least check out the Rigels plates, right. see what you can find about them. Uh, and of course, the sheriff agrees, again, on the condition that he stay away from the Wileys. Right. So, at the Wileys, <laughs> yeah. uh, the the Rigels come to pay them a visit in their in their
0: normal Earth car. Their human forms. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they basically, like, want to make sure that everyone's ready and then wily
0: and that they have the money in cash. In cash because because their uh, their boss back on Rigel, Rigel 1 Rigel Rigel home on planet only takes cash.
1: Yeah, I don't understand. On unmarked bills. Yeah. Non-sequential.
0: Because we don't want interstellar uh, bounty hunters <laughs> coming after us.
1: There, there's so many layers to to this to this plot.
0: The fact that it doesn't bother the Wileys at all that the aliens need this money in cash makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, it. They're just totally, totally scammed. Yeah. I mean, it's that. I, I I I mean, I've never been in this situation where I've been scammed. So it's it, it's like I'll, I often look at these people and go, how 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 just totally, yeah. how I I don't get it.
0: But it's I mean. I guess I could understand how a person could be so separated yes. from the idea of what a currency is, that it's just a piece of paper that represents money mm-hmm. guaranteed by a government. But how do you not understand that this money is worthless to any other yeah. alien species? It's like, worthless. Unless they're coming back to this planet to buy things with it. It
1: could it's even it can even be worthless in other countries. I mean yeah. the US dollar works in most countries, but I think if you went to like to like Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Uh, no, that's mean. I shouldn't say Papua New Guinea. Uh, I mean, if if you were like in the mountains of Nepal. Yeah. You know, like a Sherpa isn't going to take your dollars. You know, that's, what is he going to do with it?
0: Yeah. I forget where I read the story, but I think um, I remember hearing some reference to some guy was out in a field, like way out in the middle of nowhere. I don't even remember what country it was. Maybe it was somewhere in Africa. He was just way out in the middle of a t- tall grass field, and he was thinking to himself about how he's probably like as far from civilization as a person can get. And while he was thinking that, a kid walked up to him and offered to sell him a coke. <laughs> and then he drank the coke, and the kid sat there and waited for him to finish the coke so he could take the bottle to recycle it. <laughs> and he was just like, "What did the like? You can't get no matter how far away from the world you are. There's still someone trying to sell you coke." <laughs>
1: damn you coke and your amazing product
0: yeah it's pretty wonderful Phoenix Foundation brought to you by (laughs) brought to you by Coca-Cola or more specifically Diet Coke that's Uh, that's my uh, that's my problem that's your choice yeah
1: we're gonna get you we're gonna get you help
0: no there's see it's only it's only an addiction if it has a negative side effect
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's killing your family uh so the uh, the Rigels find out that MacGyver's been snooping around. Right. And they very aggressively say that you need to get rid of MacGyver. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. They they definitely want full commitment. They yeah. want him to kill him. But no, I guess they just want him arrested.
0: Right. Uh, they just want him out of the way so that they can finish their scheme and make and it depart. back to their home planet with these people's cash.
1: Yeah. Uh. So MacGyver is now taking the opportunity that the Rigels are away from their trailer to break in and search around.
0: Yeah, more, uh, more illegal activity.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, he did promise only to stay away from the Wileys.
0: Right, but it's still illegal to break into someone's home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any evidence you find in here is immediately invalidated yeah. because of how you found it. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, go ahead. And, and of course, he finds the, the jar of uh, radioactive soil. Right. Which is us in a sin cupboard, like yeah. not like surrounded by you know like a lead box or something like that. Which yeah. is, like, even if it was Just low. Just sleeping
0: level... in uh, close quarters with radioactive material.
1: Yep, like, I get that it's low level radiation, but it's it's enough low level radiation that you can detect it with a Geiger counter. And... The worst
0: part of waking <laughs> up is cancer
1: in your brain. <laughs> uh I would have kept kept it in a more secure jar. Yeah, like even like one of those brown colored jars.
0: I think if I were these people, that I wouldn't even bother sprinkling that stuff out there because the Wileys think that aliens use cash, so they're not going to have a Geiger counter on there. That's farm. true.
1: Well, MacGyver's only helping their situation.
0: I guess. Yeah.
1: They 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 anticipated that.
0: Because pe- now, as far as the law is concerned, MacGyver put this can in this trailer.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Aha, see, this is the same radiation that I found at the site, and now it's here where I found it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't put the other pieces together. Just listen to what I'm telling you.
0: You can uh, – what we know from the beginning is that I am a trustworthy individual. Nothing yeah. I say is a lie.
1: You uh, have
0: to take that at face value.
1: Huh? Yeah, even though I did just break into this trailer. Right. But I'm telling you, so I'm not lying. Uh. Of course, the Rigels immediately return, Right. Uh, and MacGyver is got nowhere to go inside this wonderfully spacious Airstream. Right. <laughs> Buy an Airstream, people, brought to you by the Phoenix Foundation. <laughs> uh, so, uh, of course, just before the Rigels are able to enter the trailer, Phil Sternwise, Vortex Vacuums, appears from behind a tree. <laughs> to sell them a vacuum. Um, uh, of course, they say, we're not in the market. It's like, ah, that's what they all say. Uh, he is a master salesman, who is yet to make a sale in this episode. Right. Um, uh, now it's pretty clear that he is intentionally distracting them so MacGyver can escape. Yeah. But he never makes like eye contact with MacGyver.
0: But MacGyver is maybe ten feet away when he's sneaking out of this airstream. Yeah. It, it,
1: he's within. There's no
0: way he doesn't see him. Yeah.
1: Phil Sternwise definitely sees him. This is definitely Phil's intention to have MacGyver give MacGyver an out. Uh, but he never makes contact or they never make a signal to each other like thanks or anything yeah. like that. Um, the Rigels just ask him to leave. And so he does. Yeah. And uh, as they go back into the trailer, MacGyver kind of peeks around and Phil Stern-wise is gone?
0: Yeah. He's gone. He walked away. By the <laughs> way, I, I neglected to mention it before, but when MacGyver is first uh, inspecting the the flamethrower holes in the alien landing thing yeah the macgyver score is kind of mimicking the close encounters theme Hmm. did you notice that like like, musically no i I didn't i didn't hear that i'll i'll play clips of it back and forth but uh i mean if you don't already know the close encounters theme is the they set up all this equipment so that the aliens could play a message yeah they end up playing this specific set of musical notes right theme at this point is closely mimicking that set of of notes it's just a funny reference to the song
1: so uh as a uh, mac returns to his lab Uh, and the sheriff once again arrives, MacGyver has a demonstration for him where he is able to recreate the UFO image, which he explains is ammonia vapors and, uh, electrically charged to create a a plasma cloud.
0: Right. Which would not look anything like what this UFO did. And it doesn't here in his recreation.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, so he says with enough electricity and with the ammonia vapors from the fertilized field, uh it would be possible to create a large enough plasma cloud to look like a UFO.
0: Right. But it's weird because he's not even doing it. I mean, Wiley didn't see it. Yeah. Wiley's the person he's trying to convince that he's an alien, and he didn't do it somewhere that Wiley could see it. He just yeah. has his kids, he, like, he, secondhand.
1: It, I, I guess maybe the, the the long con of this is that you get people in the town talking, right. and... uh. That only commences the while is yeah people are talking about this UFO that they keep talking, and now these people are coming. We're not the
0: only people who've seen it.
1: Yeah, these people who come dressed in plain clothes, talking strangely, must be aliens. Yeah. Because they want money. Yeah. I wasn't that in ET. Wasn't that a big thing that he couldn't return without 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 a a certain amount of cash? He convinced Elliot to rob a bank. It was a crazy movie. (laughs) I think we're remembering
0: different. Cab money home. You know, they
1: got Val Kilmer, and they had this big shootout in the street. <laughs> Robert right. De Niro drove
0: the car. And <laughs> Seems like a couple movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, think the, I think that's the wrong movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really think you have them confused. Uh,
1: so, yeah, and then also MacGyver says that the flamethrower could have made the burns, and that also he found low-grade uranium. It's, yeah. like, it's not even like... Like a less harmful radioactive, no, it's like the em- worst kind. Yeah, it's uranium, but it's
0: still not up to MacGyver's uranium standards. <laughs> yeah, this is low grade. It's,
1: it's low level. I, I I eat this stuff like popcorn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can hear it popping in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Those are blood vessels.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the sheriff waits until this moment to point out, "Oh, by the way, Mr. Wiley said he saw you in the field again, and you're under arrest."
1: <laughs> yeah, I got oh. an arrest warrant.
0: Um, but he did look into the Rigel's and is able to tell MacGyver that they're, they're, they're legit. Like, they're from Orion, or I forget or, how yeah, he Orion mispronounces is Orion. it. Orion. Yeah, and yeah. then MacGyver says, um, "Rigel is a star in the Orion constellation." Mm-hmm. So that's definitely fake yeah. information. He's like, "I'm telling you, this came from the DMV. So you this know. is like a government database." And Wait. MacGyver's like, "Well, it's it's hacked." Yeah, because this isn't real information.
1: Uh, So he's arrested, and uh, of course the uh, Rigels are very grateful that Wiley uh, lied to the
0: police. So that he would be arrested.
1: Because MacGyver, as we know, has not returned to the landing site. But they also want the money, and uh, Wiley had to put a loan or a lien on his property to get extra cash. Yeah. And they're, of course, ready to take them, and and Tommy's listening in, realizing that his his time is almost up on this planet in his mortal realm. <laughs> uh, but I love I love MacGyver's arrest that he's just sitting with the sheriff eating lunch, and the sheriff's like, oh, you know, my wife makes really good makes lunch for the jail. You're like, you're gonna like it. Yeah, um, you're gonna
0: like it. Uh,
1: and then uh, that's when Sternwise once again appears, uh, and he agrees to post bail for MacGyver. Right. Why MacGyver didn't call the Phoenix Foundation. Yeah, I'm
0: sure Pete was already on his way to pay the bail. He did that like two episodes ago. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, They also bailed out uh, Breeze. (laughs) They were going to bail out Breeze before he was already bailed. So uh, clearly everything Pete can do this.
0: Uh, MacGyver knows when he goes to jail that he's a pretty significant flight risk.
1: Yeah. We haven't had Pete in a while, I feel. That's
0: true, yeah. He's not in this episode at all. Huh? He
1: wasn't in Bitter Harvest either.
0: Well, that's true.
1: So uh Sternwise and MacGyver have a chance to talk and he asks why Sternwise would post bail, what he's what he's really doing here. And Sternwise is adamant that he he's just a vacuum salesman and
0: I really want you to buy one of my
1: vacuums. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to spend at this point, five I du- would
0: have bought one vacuum at least.
1: Yeah. I mean right. <laughs> just buy a vacuum from the guy. Yeah. Why, who, Is it gonna kill you? Who's not? Who can't use a vacuum?
0: Uh, so. Uh, I was like, I can just create a pressure difference in my home with a.
1: Yeah, just blow the ants blast out. Blast everything out my
0: kitchen window. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons.
1: Yeah. You <laughs> would be interested in our backwood country ways. Quiet, you. <laughs> <laughs> Guy just keeps hitting everyone with his blackjack. <laughs> Where'd you get that anyway? Sent away. <laughs> uh so Tommy sneaks over to the Rigels in an attempt to sabotage their car, I guess to prevent them from coming. But I guess you know, the first part of sabotage is make sure that you're clear to sabotage. Yeah. By maybe checking behind you. That, if any
0: of our listeners are considering sabotage.
1: Yeah, always uh, check to make sure the location is clear you of look people. Out. Yeah. So of course he's immediately caught uh and they just lock him in the trailer. How do you lock somebody in the trailer?
0: Well, this is um this is a tricky one. I think it's you basically just close the door and then hope that the uranium has a powerful enough effect on their brain that they can't operate it.
1: <laughs> the uranium's already melted the lock closed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why is the the inside of this door so hot?
1: <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't keep so much uranium. <laughs> We only needed a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, See, they thought they bought a pot of geranium. <laughs> but they bought a pot of uranium.
1: No. What are we going to do with all this uranium? How about we scam people into thinking we're aliens? <laughs> Don, you always got it all figured out. <laughs> she sees opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so uh, MacGyver heads back to the Wiley house to, to offer to show them how the UFO to was made. To his, violate
0: his parole. Yeah. <laughs> no, he hasn't been charged yet, but... He's immediately going to get arrested again for bothering mm-hmm. the Wiles,
1: because uh, they got a shotgun. Yeah, um, he's willing to show them how to make the UFO. And and John is kind of considering now that Mac maybe have, has
0: a point. I don't know why everyone in town agrees that there's aliens. He was already he already has a stack of cash in his shirt ready uh-huh. to hand over to aliens, and yet now he decides to.
1: To to suddenly
0: second-guess things, and he lets MacGyver into the house.
1: But before MacGyver can do anything, Sarah Wiley, uh, who we've only heard in voice.
0: Yeah, this is the first time we're actually seeing her.
1: uh, She sells MacGyver to get out, and she also thinks that MacGyver kidnapped Tommy. Right. uh, And that uh, he's trying to ruin their trip. And
0: basically At which point I, as MacGyver, would have said, that's right. I kidnapped your son. You can't leave. Don't leave the planet.
1: Yep. If you, if, you, if you want to see your son again, don't give yeah. the money because to Because if the he aliens. doesn't care about
0: going to jail, which he obviously doesn't, then why not just pile on some more charges in yeah. the interest of protecting these people?
1: Yeah, you're going to come out clean in the end, MacGyver.
0: Sarah Wiley, by the way, is uh, – oh, you know what? I don't have the actress's name. But I, ha- she,
1: I have Susie Payne.
0: Susie Payne, okay. Um, she played the female cabbie from Stephen King's It. So we have Tom Rogan from Stephen King's It as Ray Rigel. And then we have her playing a female cabbie in Stephen King's It. And then we have uh, Phil Sternwise is uh, the cabbie from Holy Rose. Okay. So there's, there's a connection here somewhere. I can't <laughs> figure it out. Okay. <laughs>
1: That's the connection. Roger yeah. Uh So, uh, but they can, even though they think that Tommy was kidnapped by MacGyver, they ask him to leave. <laughs> right. Go get Tommy and bring him back. Um. So as uh, MacGyver just takes his car and just basically drives behind the Wileys' barn. Yeah. And uh, he's basically planning to create the the demonstration on a larger scale. Yeah. But that's when Sternwise once again appears. Yeah. And uh, he offers to help MacGyver with his plan to generate the UFO to show the Wileys that it's fake. Yeah. Uh, But that's when, of course, the Rigels now arrive with their trailer in tow. And they say that they found Tommy, and he's safe in their trailer. Yeah. It's like, well, why isn't he here with you? Why didn't you bring him in? Yeah.
0: Because we can't get the door open. <laughs>
1: it's, and your son may or may not have another arm. <laughs> All part of the transition to our home plan. Yeah. You got to have another arm and another head. Yeah. There's many, There are many rocks. handles
0: inside of our ship you have to be holding at the same time. <laughs>
1: It's like the um the All pod. hands on deck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it? The pods in um, this island Earth where you have to hold on to the handles. It's like, the handles are magnetic, so your hands will stick to them. It's like,
0: But my what? hands aren't metal. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, so John is now starting to have serious doubts, and he will only give them the money once they they're on the ship. Right. And Don and Ray are just like, uh, no, that's not how it works. You give us the money as proof that you're willing to shed this 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 world and leave it all behind. Right. By giving up all of your worldly possessions. Kind of sounds like a cult, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Kinda but they're also not making it sound like he's just sacrificing his worldly possessions. They're making it very clear that they need this money.
1: Yeah. To continue their work on Earth. Because in order to have that fancy trailer and these clothes, yeah, they need to have money to get other people to leave.
0: But it's like, ugh, I don't know.
1: Of course he's starting to have doubts. I would too. Yeah. Long before this point, but I would have.
0: Them. Yeah. It wouldn't have taken this long. Uh. But then when I saw that giant undulating UFO, I would have been like, here's all my cash.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there it is. Is <laughs> uh, that
0: proof I was looking for?
1: So uh, John says no. And so Don says, well, that's enough of that. Pulls a gun.
0: <laughs> yeah. I now, think it would have been funny if this was, like, a phaser.
1: Yeah. It, you know, they could have continued their more convincing plot if they just decorated their gun a little bit crazier. It's like, oh, God, she is an alien. Look at that gun. Yeah.
0: Suddenly they do, and they're, like, begging for forgiveness because yeah. they doubted them for five seconds. But then we as the viewer would know that no one's really at risk because this is, like, a silly phaser yeah. gun.
1: Although I did see that guy who took a the Blu-ray laser from his Blu-ray player and mounted it into a Star Trek phaser and added more power to it and he's able to pop balloons with it
0: that's crazy
1: yeah it's like man it's just a matter of a uh, power yeah they, they they're hard to buy now but you can buy like these really high uh uh net na- nano millimeter i can't remember how they measure laser thickness yeah um lasers that you know if you if you put like like a, a, not a significant amount of voltage, like a voltage that you could put portable. Yeah. but You can seriously make some like you can burn through things. Yeah. But they're hard to get these lasers now. Like.
0: But but with a Blu-ray laser, you can pop a balloon. Yeah. It, it's it's it, you it, first it, it, you impregnate the balloon with gunpowder.
1: <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a narrow enough beam that creates just enough heat to melt the rubber or to to weaken it yeah. to the point of breach. Huh. Um, probably hurts your skin too.
0: Yeah. You can remove hair with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's pretty crazy, though. I mean, like, you just need to get to those pieces.
0: I forget where I first saw that tweet, but there's a tweet that I cracked up at that said If you had laser hair, why would you want it removed? That'd <laughs> 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 be
1: awesome. Just play, like, freaking Havoc from X Men. Uh,. Speaking of <laughs>
0: Speaking oh, oh, of yeah. Oh yeah, wow. <laughs> I, I, I didn't
1: even realize the connection that I just made.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's coming up. We're getting there. Uh, so, uh, of course, Sternwise and MacGyver realize that the uh, the Rigels are now here. They want the money. Um, and now they, they see that the Rigels have a gun. Yeah. So the jig is up. And now MacGyver's demonstration is now going to become a distraction. And... Uh, Sternwise completely understands everything MacGyver's doing because he starts rubbing the barbed wire on some salt. Yeah. He says, ah, you're going for this reaction kind of now. And, uh, uh, MacGyver's all like, yeah, yeah, okay. This guy knows what he's doing.
0: He, he, this guy knows his stuff. I think he builds all these vacuums by hand, so he's yeah. pretty, he knows what he's doing.
1: So MacGyver creates, uh, the, the Rigels lock the Wileys in a barn and set it ablaze with a flamethrower. Right. Um, and, but then, for some reason, MacGyver and Sternwise create the UFO and don't take the opportunity of the distraction to jump the Rigels.
0: How long would the Rigels be distracted by the UFO that they created?
1: I guess just to the point of, wait a minute, we didn't make this. Yeah. But they, they waste the opportunity. The, the UFO appears and then disappears. And the Rigels go, look down and goes, oh, it's MacGyver and that other guy. Yeah. Let's go get him. It's like,
0: yeah, instead of using it as a distraction, they use it to draw attention to themselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they have to run away because this guy's got a flamethrower.
0: Right. Um, well, they don't both have to run away.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're, they're only after you, MacGyver. They don't yeah. even know who I am. Uh, plus, he probably can't be killed. Yeah, I'm, for some reason I'm not
0: susceptible to flamethrowers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, So uh, Sternwise is able to take out Dawn with a classic MacGyver one-punch, but uh, MacGyver is being hunted down by a flamethrower guy and just keeps hiding behind the most flammable objects he can find. Uh, Good thing he didn't find a gasoline tank to hide behind. Uh,
0: (laughs) That'd be great. uh,
1: But before Ray – and then he just comes out. like He's hiding behind bales of hay, and then MacGyver just goes, all right, I'm going to come out and surrender maybe? Yeah, but he doesn't. He wants you dead. Yeah, he doesn't want you to surrender.
0: Yeah, um, but it works with uh, humanity
1: when yeah. he just
0: came out from behind the tree, like, "Okay, I know you've been shooting at me a lot, but I'm gonna come out now."
1: Yeah. So now, now you don't shoot me, right? That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, as uh, Ray tries to take aim with the flamethrower, Sternwise appears and just kind of like gives Ray a dead. Dead man's stare. Yeah. And the flamethrower goes out.
0: Yeah. At and the same time, he looks both stern and wise.
1: Mm. Uh, MacGyver's able to knock out Ray. And uh, once again, stern wise has vanished. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sarah, John, Tommy are free somehow.
0: <laughs> yep. Everybody's already, it's already a happy ending.
1: We already yeah, it was like, It's like, all the flames went out. We thought you did it. It's like, yeah, I put out a giant barn fire. Well, he is MacGyver. Yeah. He could have made it rain or something like that.
0: You know what does kill fire, though? Vacuums. Oh. Could take that oxygen away. That's true. Shh. Yeah.
1: Where does the oxygen keep coming from?
0: Uh, the bag's <laughs> full. I got to switch it out. It's just flames inside of the bag. <laughs>
1: uh, so, um, of course, MacGyver is trying to say, though, oh, where's Sternwise? And they're all like,
0: who? Yeah.
1: Phil Sternwise, the guy, the vacuum salesman, he was just here. Never heard of him until this next scene where they yeah. say, oh, until yeah. We... The,
0: until scene five – or act five when they totally ruin the mystique of the of the guy that no one's ever heard of or seen.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, we know that guy. He tried to sell us a vacuum. It's just yeah. – just... Suddenly
0: everyone has heard of him. Yeah. It's not even just the Wileys. Like, like – is it the sheriff or who well, else? Well, the, the sheriff
1: like... met him at the station when he came to post bail. Yeah. But um,
0: – But either way, like even, even though he met – the Rigel's in person and he talked to the sheriff like they should no one should have remembered him that should have been the thing it's that even though they interacted with him personally they don't remember who MacGyver's talking about yeah uh but they do immediately like he's men in blacking everybody yeah uh
1: except for MacGyver who's the non-believer right because everyone in town seems already right
0: and he already he you know he's done this sort of superficial moral test of yeah. oh MacGyver's a good person so he can know about aliens and not screw it up for everybody.
1: Yeah. So uh of course the Rigels have been revealed to have a great many aliases by the FBI. Right. Uh, while the Wileys thank MacGyver uh and
0: uh but it turns out that the Rigels were aliens, but <laughs> just from another country. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, they weren't. No they weren't. They just, weren't. just were. con cons. Ex-cons now because they're arrested. Uh, ah. Well,
0: they're cons now. They're yeah. ex-cons when they get out.
1: But they're, but they're ex-cons for the con artists.
0: Uh, they're ex-con artists. <laughs> but current convicts. Yep. Okay. You win that round. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. It didn't feel like a victory. Um, and, of course, the button on this episode is Tommy comes running in saying, you got to come outside and look at this. And there's a real UFO this time.
0: Yep. And that yeah. looks suspiciously like the old UFO. Yeah,
1: but a little bit more sturdy. Yeah. Um, And it flies away. And so everyone's kind of like...
0: Yes. A real UFO lifts up into the sky and then flies off into space in an episode of MacGyver. That
1: happened. And, and they all say, well, then what was that? It's like, what do you mean, what was it? It was clear what it was. And MacGyver just goes, well, you got to wonder.
0: I don't have to wonder. That was an alien. That was clearly –
1: Like, you could explain the plasma with the crazy movement and the light. That's clearly a machine. Um, Yeah, so that's that episode. It's like, what? What happened? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Turns out aliens. Yeah, it turns out aliens. Uh, It it could have been a simpler episode and left you with the mystique of Phil Sternwise, wondering who he was. Uh, and maybe they said they found some other scorched marks yeah. that the Rigels must have done. It was like, well, when would they have done Like, Like, they could have played it off yeah. to let the viewer have their own This is like if at
0: the end of Ghost Ship, instead of just hearing Bigfoot yell off in the distance, yeah. Bigfoot ran up and just tore Dana Elkar's head off. They <laughs> ate it. It's like, oh, I guess Bigfoot does exist. Anyway, huh. tune in next week.
1: <laughs> Poor Pete. Um <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say something horrible. <laughs> he never saw it coming. Oh no! I'm so sorry, Dana.
0: Is that why he's been absent so much lately?
1: I'm assuming it's exactly Cause why. Cause we're closing
0: Cause, in on the, the whole surgery, again. Yeah,
1: because like, as soon as that happens, like it's it it's, it becomes the thing of the next couple episodes. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it could have it could have left you with a with a mystery, rather than just playing off the uh, just giving you the answer.
0: Yeah,
1: I still don't think it's a bad episode. No, I I enjoyed um, it.
0: I think I just think it's weird to involve UFOs in yeah. a series that's very science and physics based, and to just say, oh yeah, by the way, they're aliens, totally real. Aliens visit the planet on a regular basis.
1: And you got the guy with the hair. Aliens doing the main.
0: Yeah, the uh, the vacuums that he's trying to sell are called vortex vacuums, which yeah. is a, it's a vacuum term, but it's also feels spacey yeah yeah and yeah. also just a vacuum in general like space is a vacuum mm.
1: and and of course the vacuum looks a little semi-futuristic yeah um not as futuristic as the rocketeer vacuum that the uh, thugs mistake right. the government thugs mistake for the rocket
0: you heard about rocketeer 2 right yeah oh yeah uh, that'll be okay hopefully
1: uh, i mean like and, and I'm not one of those guys who is just like, oh, can't have an old cast, Ghostbusters female cast, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, because, like, the whole thing of the new Rocketeer is going to be a female lead.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um,
1: I, I, I was like, I'm fine with whatever, whatever, as long as the movie's good. That's yeah. all that matters. As long as the movie's good. Well,
0: Disney's much better at that than Sony is, anyway. Um,
1: but I think the Rocketeer is just one of those things. Like, are you going to set it still at that time?
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. Like,
1: are any of the, because everyone, everyone who is in it can't really return without them seeing, seeming like a hundred years later. Yeah. I mean, Alan Arkin looks way different. Uh,
0: you can't have uh, Timothy Dalton show up again. You
1: can't have Timothy Dalton, obviously. Um, Jennifer Connelly still looks good. So yeah, you she could do could a come prequel back. still
0: with Jennifer Connelly. Oh gosh, she is gorgeous. Just does not age. Does not age a uh, day.
1: But, uh, so I, I think it's, it's strange. Terry O'Quinn still looks pretty much the same. Sure. So he could play Howard Hughes still.
0: Yeah. And he could,
1: he could probably even play the better Howard Hughes. Like, yeah, pla-
0: super long fingernails peeing in jars, Howard Hughes?
1: Yeah. No, he could be the crazier Howard Hughes yeah. now. Um, and so, like, his age would actually play up to the fact that he's just, like, like not taking care of himself. Yeah. But, uh, so it, I don't know. It, it, where I know we're talking about the Rocketeer all of a sudden, um, I always reserve judgment until I see it.
0: Sure. Uh, I have high hopes for it. I think it could actually be cool. I mean, I wouldn't even care if they were just doing a straight, like, remake of the original. Yeah. Because I'd be interested to see what it looks like with, like, present-day special effects mm-hmm. in the same time period and everything.
1: But, I. But again, still, Joe Johnston, at the time, did a great job on that movie. Yeah. Um, did that tell you about the time that... Did he went, do Captain America, the first? He did the first Captain America, yeah. yeah. Um, and the Wolfman. But... Uh, and Jurassic, and Park uh, 3. Jurassic
0: Park three, yeah.
1: He, his at, after the eighties and the early nineties, his track record isn't so great because, like in the in those days, you got yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, um, you got.
0: Uh, Actually, if I'm ranking them, the first Avenger, like Captain America, the first Avenger, might be the worst of the Marvel movies.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I guess I would have to say that too. Um, it's not. It's not real terrible, bad. which says a lot it's about just, that whole franchise. I mean. Um, it's not real bad. It's just, it's just very different. Yeah. Um, Winter Soldier is far superior to the and first. And from what game. I
0: understand, Infinity or the the new Captain Civil War. America Civil War is pretty, pretty good too. I, I, I still haven't seen anything past uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm oh, okay. I haven't seen Avengers two or Cap two or Thor two or You
1: haven't seen Avengers two? You yeah. haven't seen Age of Ultron? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, Winter Soldier is amazing. Yeah. It's really Solid espionage movie, and yeah. it's really cool. That's what Captain America should be like all yeah. the time. But anyway, now that we're back, now that we've now that we've talked about Disney and Marvel, uh, and the
0: Rocketeer, and the
1: Rocketeer and MacGyver, uh, I mean, I like the episode. I think it could have been done differently, but I don't think it's a bad episode.
0: Yeah. Also, I just wanted to mention there the MacGyver project has interviews with. Uh, Larry Musser and Chris Gaze, who are Mr. Whaley and Phil Sternwise, mm-hmm. respectively, um, on his post for this episode. And he actually had a conversation with Kai Eric Erickson um during the. I, th- I don't know if he had the conversation with them for the Outsiders episode or if he had it separately. I'll post links to all of them on the yeah, on yeah. the show notes, but uh, they're worth checking out. But I think that's about it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash phoenixfoundationpodcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 6, Episode 11, Squeeze Play. Yeah. Which marks the return of a bunch of people.
1: Yeah. Baseball.
0: It's also probably the least serious subject matter. Yeah. Although, although they try so to make it seem like it's the most yeah, serious. It really doesn't matter. But uh, tune in for that, and thank you for listening. Thank you.